this isn't a new like specific surgery, but women are too spooky to go out in public. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> women are getting their resting bitch faces surgically, or I think it's usually Botox and fillers, like injectables, uh, quote unquote, corrected. So, so women, and it's just women. This is not a men thing. Men, as, as all of the articles about this point out, or at least one of them that I'm remembering, <laughs> uh, men just get to have faces. Like, they just get to walk around in the world with their face doing whatever it does naturally. And it's A-okay with everybody. Um, women, on the other hand, we're supposed to smile at everybody all the time, which is uh, a hell of a thing to expect. Like, have you ever, like, done the thing where, like, say, you, I don't know, you're doing something really cool and you're really happy, like, you get married or whatever, and you smile a bunch and then your face hurts? Well, that's supposed to be women's everyday life. You're just, your face is supposed to hurt all the time from smiling at shitty men. Does your face get stronger if you're a person that knows how to smile? I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't know. <laughs> you know I, we're I, both I, the wrong people for this. As, as a natural sourpuss. <laughs> um, although, I must say that, that my resting bitch face is sufficiently forbidding that nobody's ever actually asked me to smile. Or, more likely explanation, it's because I'm kind of fat, so nobody gives a shit. Because I'm practically invisible, so that's fine. It does mean uh, that I got very little street harassment. Um, there were there were only a couple specific places in Atlanta where I too would get street harassed, unlike my thinner, smaller, shorter, less forbidding-looking uh, female coworkers uh, in Atlanta, which uh, sucks for them. But it also kind of sucks for like it's 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 such a fucking shame. Like one of the women was in a sales role. And she felt that it was really uh, hindering her that her face wasn't just, like, smiling all the time when she wasn't, like, actively smiling. Like, we live in 2019. If you're smiling all the time, like, eh? <laughs> I mean, okay, so for some people it's, like, an anxiety thing or, like, or, or like a defense mechanism, and I do understand that. But um, we ain't got that much to smile about lately. Yeah, defense mechanism is a... Fun thing as well, because it's like, if you tell a guy no, he persists. If you smile and nod, he persists. Yeah, there's really no way around it. And sometimes if you don't smile at a man, he kills you. So that's yep. super. Uh, I mean, it, just like everything, it's an everything problem. I mean, it starts at the patriarchy and works its way down. But yeah, and and now like there there are plastic surgeons developing expertise in uh in fixing your 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 resting not ecstatic all the time face without making you look like the Joker because you know you can't you gotta like you can't you you have to smile but don't be fake you know. <laughs> It's like you have to be thin, but you don't have to you have to not appear to be trying. You have to be you have to be like smart but not too smart, funny but not too funny, and you always have to appreciate it when a man explains your joke to you. Like <laughs> cuz in case you didn't know that you had made a funny accidentally. <laughs> I don't know. Like I gave up I gave up on this a long time ago. I 
I <laughs> I saw somebody posting on Twitter uh, earlier today. She's a, phys- a physics student. Uh, I'm not sure at what level. Um, possibly grad school. I don't know. But uh, and some she was posting about some man who kept talking over her, and when she would ahem him, he would be like, "Oh, were you talking?" And then keep talking. Now, what I want to do is tell her, "Okay, what you got to do is turn to that man and go shh." <laughs> And then say what you're saying, because it will surprise him sufficiently. And now I've actually done this. <laughs> I've done I did this at work one time. It was super effective because there's this one dude like I was in the middle of explaining something that I was working on and he started explaining the problem to me. And I'm like, yeah, so I shushed him and it worked super well. And I don't think you can do that with a smile. I didn't. <laughs> uh, and it worked. And like. But it's but again, this is one of those things where sometimes like being a bitch is is effective. Like it 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 makes people respect you uh, and fear you a little bit. Um, and other times you get murdered. Yeah. So this guy probably <laughs> wasn't going to murder me. First of all, I had like at least four inches and probably fifty pounds on him, <laughs> like easy. Uh, and uh, so that likely. Oh gosh, and he wore. He wore those um, those Doc Martens with like the the sort of high heel on the back of them, and it was like, dude, bless, bless your heart. <laughs> like, it's fine to be short. It's okay. You don't have to have a complex about it. Just be be a person. Yeah. Um, but he he uh, he had trouble with that, and then I had to shush him in a meeting. <laughs> um, I mean, even ignoring how outrageous it is that that women are supposed to look happy and smiley all the time to the extent that they get like shit and like literal poison injected into their face (laughs) (laughs) to make it so like it's just you lose something when you do that i think i think women should go the other direction completely we should all look cranky all the time because i do that and men get out of my way on the sidewalk (laughs) A a, a few years ago i decided that i wasn't gonna ever get out of the way of a white man walking on the sidewalk because they always expect me to uh now there was a different woman who famously performed this experiment um on twitter well she performed it in real life and then posted about it on twitter and she actually ran into men a bunch because they weren't expecting that that does not happen to me (laughs) uh first i mean it probably helps that my face is at face level with most men Mm. with with most you know most well yeah pretty much most men uh and and some women the taller women but um it's it's nice you know when men get the fuck out of the way because not enough of them are naturally inclined to do it they just like well everybody should get out of everybody's way but men never do so we need to punish them for a while (laughs) (laughs) we need a man retraining program uh i mean we generally we do in general yeah yeah (laughs) like just culturally we need to (laughs) we need to throw away everything and do like a total man and this includes women who have a lot of uh uh internalized misogyny of course i mean as many women criticize each other for having wrinkles or whatever as as men right so i mean uh going into this you know i had exactly uh exactly two takes here which is um uh, don't do a uh, elective surgery to uh, or for the uh, patriarchy um, but don't not do an elective surgery because of, you know, the snickering of uh, other women. Like, yeah, like, just do you. <laughs> like, I probably wouldn't. So Botox is pretty expensive. <laughs> Otherwise, I would I would seriously consider it when because I get that those two like vertical lines from scowling at code all day. So, like, on either side of, of the, the inside of my eyebrows, I get, like, the 11. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, 
just from Browning at Code. And I, I'm not super in love with those. And if I could afford it, which I can't, uh, well, I could if I wanted to sacrifice a bunch of other things, but I don't. And and I like it's fine if you want to do. I mean, I apply really expensive shit to my face every night, and because I'm vain and whatever. But that's fine. I want to look a certain way. However, uh, no, nobody else cares. <laughs> this is completely for me. Like nobody's ever. And and honestly, I mean, so it really helps sometimes to be a total contrarian. <laughs> like especially as a woman in tech because the more people tell you that you don't belong there the, the more you you basically tell them in in large ways and small to fuck off um which is what we all need to do uh in fact i i, I do credit the longevity of my career in tech with uh the fact that i'm a, a total contrarian um and if some if some man ever did be like wow nice forehead wrinkles i don't know what they would actually say I would probably scowl at him in such a way as to emphasize them because fuck you. I'm wondering if uh, you may be inadvertently self-medicating ADD with uh, adrenaline. Because apparently that's a thing <laughs> that I found out when I uh, uh, tried a, uh, a blood pressure thing that works by blocking adrenaline receptors and like nothing worked anymore. <laughs> Isn't it funny that, that now now all three of us, you you and Brian and I are all, all on blood pressure medication? We're in our 30s. And uh, uh, the worst part is that, like, uh, my resting is, like, normal to low. It's just the world <laughs> brings it into uh, alarming ranges. Yeah, I don't even know what my deal is. I guess we'll find out eventually. It's such a weird thing, too. Like, the drugs that they give you, the way it acts, like, okay... So that does, it relaxes your veins and that lowers your blood pressure. Okay, that makes sense. But why are my veins so tight? Like, why, why is inhibiting this chemical, like, why is that a good thing? Why do I have too much of it? Shouldn't we, like, address <laughs> that? But we're not. Instead, we're just going to relax my veins and hope I don't pass out too much. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's great. Just, just don't take hot baths. Oh, I never do because I don't. I don't. The bathtub is. It would get all gross and whatever. I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> Even though I have a cleaning service every two weeks, so I guess I could take a. In in principle, I could take a bath every two weeks when they, <laughs> <laughs> when they would come to to clean the tub the next day. Um, but I'm I'm not actually going to do that because it seems like a whole thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. There there is um, there is this our article somewhere about the the panic monkey and the um it's basically it was basically about executive dysfunction and so basically you procrastinate and you <laughs> and it was so dead on to like everything that I do like you have a thing that you need to do but you just you can't get started on it so you do something else and it's like you play a game that you've played a million times like I play pocket card jockey and you feel <laughs> bad while you're doing it like <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I I think it, they called it the dark playground or something like that where like you're you're doing something that's supposed to be fun but it's not because you're kind of partially being eaten up with guilt and it's like and there was an, there was a tweet the other day that millennial culture is uh, consuming two two forms of media at the same time and enjoying neither of them, <laughs> and that's super true. Like you'll be yeah. watching <laughs> you'll be watching TV and scrolling through Twitter, and it's like oh everything's horrible. Um, but it, it it is the case that like you can't like start the thing until you're you're basically desperate. 
<laughs> until the panic kicks in and gives you the kick in the ass that you need to actually get the thing done, which is how I did school <laughs> my whole life, even in, up to and including grad school. Yeah, I now realize uh, that's a lot of how I got through most of it. One of my friends once had the panic monkey fail. Like, he waited till the last minute to do the thing, and then he didn't do the thing. He didn't write a paper that was like... Oh, wow. ...half our grade, and we were like, oh my god. None of us could believe that he just he hadn't done it. How did you do that? <laughs> How are you still alive? Aren't you worried that you're going to die and end up homeless and somebody will murder you in the streets because you didn't turn in this paper? Like, it's it's funny the things that get such an outsized importance to you, too, in high school. Like, because you have executive dysfunction, you procrastinate on this thing, and then you panic as if literally your life is at stake. Uh, and it and it feels that way. Like, while you're, while you're frantically doing the thing, it, like, it, you, you know... You do have that whole adrenaline thing, which I guess, you know, the more I think about myself as a teenager, it's like, wow, I bet it's not supposed to be like that. I bet it's not like that for everybody, yeah. except it kind of is like <laughs> that for all my friends now. <laughs> like well, all of you. Yeah, we, like... we sort of sorted ourselves into a, this is a perfectly fine tangent. I don't care. Right? Like even recording these episodes, it's, it's. I mean, and I mean, to tie it back in, though, like, it's all part of like societal expectations, you're supposed to be a certain way. And if you're not, then it's because you're broken. And you need to like, I don't know, just be different. Like, there's something wrong with you. Like you you have a frowny face, your brain doesn't work like other people's brains work. Uh, so on the one hand, uh, you'll be called a bitch. On the other hand, you'll be called stupid and lazy. Like, it's great. This is wonderful. Uh, you know, and with the uh, acceptance of neurodivergence as, you know, an alternative, wouldn't it be great if, uh, you know, I didn't have to work nine to five because my brain, when not on drugs, is productive randomly, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. But no, gotta... It's like a factory. You have to yeah. show up. You have to be ass in chair from, you know, this hour to this hour. It's not really like that as much at my current work, um, which is nice. Uh, there's still, we're still like basically expected. So I usually get in around nine. Uh, I'm typically the second person <laughs> to actually physically show up. Um, we have a couple people who are 100% remote, whatever. Um, yeah, but my point is that all of that is still you're expected to be able to tap into your creativity and productivity between the general hours of 10 and 3 uh, Eastern. Basically, those are my good hours too. <laughs> like before, I'm I'm a little slow <laughs> before 10 mm. in the morning uh, where until I've caffeinated myself. <laughs> into into functioning normally which is again like hmm <laughs> more self-medicating <laughs> pretty much um i don't know and but i know that it would be really hard for me to get an actual diagnosis because well how'd i do in school well i was a national merit scholar i did pretty well in school i did well in stretch on uh what you call them uh Standardized tests? Social. Standardized. That's what my brain kept feeding me, socialized tests. Like, no, we want socialized mm -hmm. medicine. And we don't particularly want standardized tests, even though I used to enjoy those as a child because you kind of just sit there and answer questions all day, which, uh, and you don't have to speak to a human, which I found kind of soothing. Uh, also, like, you just color in the little, like, filling in the circles was kind of 
kind of nice for me too. Again, weird. I like the mandatory dead quiet of it all. Yeah, that was nice too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's amazing like how weird and screwed up of a kid you can be and have it fly completely under the radar. Um, it really helps though if you have a twin brother with behavioral problems. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like probably we were very similar, but I was socialized to do a lot more masking. Right. Uh, and so I did and he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> Although I've masked my way into a productive adult life and he hasn't, but you know, that's neither here nor there. I know. It's kind of a bummer. Like, like as much of a bummer as it is for me, like I can force myself to wake up at a reasonable, like grown-up hour every day and go to a place and do a thing that I don't want to do even though like it's not I don't hate my job but I wouldn't do it for fun like if nobody were paying me <laughs> I would not be doing this um but my brother doesn't uh do things that he doesn't want to do <laughs> and mm. he's really good at the things that he does want to do it's just like there isn't a steady stream of money coming at him to do the things that he wants to do so right Universal basic income might be okay. Uh, artists yeah. with art, that seems good. I don't know. Yeah, or maybe we could just pay for some public art that isn't that uh, demon horse outside of Denver Airport. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I think that thing is rad. I'm a, I'm a fan. It killed its creator. Yeah, whatever. I'm a fan of Lucifer. He's just <laughs> keeping it real. <laughs> Somebody uh, painted a little bit of Lucifer, and I wonder how he will wreak his revenge. Mm. Yeah, that does sound dangerous. <laughs> they painted a little bit of him orange. Possibly they wildly underestimated how large the horse is. <laughs> so they didn't bring anything like enough paint. Like you can barely tell that he was vandalized, but it's pretty funny. Uh, so, yeah. Fuck uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> societal uh, expectations. But I mean, if you want to do what you think is improving on yourself, you know, like go right ahead. You know, it's the same thing with, uh, you know, like when you do or don't congratulate someone on having an apparent weight loss is oh. until after they said i did this on purpose you know? yeah you should never <laughs> just don't ever bring up anyone's weight ever yeah pretty much <laughs> like if they talk if they you know humble brag a little bit about oh my clothes hardly fit me anymore or whatever like that you know you can tell when it's a humble brag not yeah, like yeah. when they're complaining about they're about to die of some horrible disease which is why their pants don't fit anymore that you know that the difference would be easy to pick up on but uh basically never <laughs> never ever bring it up oh and don't tell people that they're tall they know this doesn't happen to me as much, but it definitely happens to our friend Maddie a bunch, and she hates it. So she knows she's tall. She doesn't need to tell you. You, you are not owed the information of precisely how tall. Leave it alone. I thought it was pretty funny that you uh, were disappointed that I didn't comment that you were tall. Because <laughs> <laughs> sometimes people do. And I find that weirdly gratifying because I'm, you know, a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> And I can reach things. <laughs> yeah, I just don't use the top things in my uh, in my house here, so it's fine. Yeah, I bet you can wash the dishes without getting horrible back pain. 
Yeah. <laughs> there's a website <laughs> there's a website for tall people that has like different strategies that people use to deal with that. There's like the sink splits where you kind of like straddle your legs out until you are at a reasonable height or like some people bring up a little stool to the sink and they put their feet like under the sink like it's like it's a little desk and they wash dishes that way and I'm like I try to remember to do the sink splits. <laughs> Because the, I mean, underneath my sink is full of chemicals. It's just, it's full. Yeah. Yeah. Same. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I'm not even that tall. It's just sinks are made for little, little people. Are they, are they, are they about the right height for, for Leah or, or are they too tall for that? I don't think she uses the stool to wash dishes. So I guess it's at the right height for someone who's 4'10". Yeah, so I I guess you're expected to be a very small. I mean, obviously you're expected to be a woman. That's just or, no. It it's uh, the height for making your children do it. Hmm, is it? Maybe. Yeah, it could be. That's plausible. Because back in the day, you know, you were a farmer or whatever, and you'd have kids to help you with things. Although I'm pretty sure it was the girls who would help you with the dishes, because the boys would be out milking the cows, or something. Yeah. So the. Uh... The rest of the calendar year is probably going to be like this, where (laughs) things are all over the place. Like, it's funny how this got to present itself as a uh, on our way to Halloween topic. Yeah. Well, you know, as a woman, you don't want to be too scary. You don't want to frighten off the men. And I will say that I'm so proud of everyone I know who was saying something, you know, along the lines of, they earned or they'd spent the last decade perfecting their resting bitch face. Right? Like, I have a strong natural resting bitch face, but some women genuinely had to work on it, and I, my props to them, like... Yes, you've good, earned that scowl. <laughs> good job. Yeah. That's just how my face is, like, when it's not doing something else, but, like, sometimes people ask me what's wrong. <laughs> it's like, no. I had to convince my hairdresser that, like, I don't know. That I wasn't, like, about to have a panic attack or something. Like, I don't know what her deal was. It's like, no, I swear, this is just, this is just this my is face. how I look. This is just what I look like. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry, actually. <laughs> I probably did, even I sometimes apologize for things that's, like, not actually, although I also apologize to inanimate objects when I bump into them. So, whatever. That's as a defense mechanism, because you don't want to get murdered. Yeah, I super don't. Yeah.